Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by IMP. You or your loved one could be just one telephone ring away from a scam caller stealing thousands of dollars. That's why engineers built the IMP system, the smart call blocker for landline phones. IMP stops 100% of unwanted landline calls before they ring. For more information, go to joinimp.com. So there's eight major types of dementia in addition to Alzheimer's, even though Alzheimer's is about, what, 60 to 80%. It's not the only form. Other eight uh, can cause different symptoms. Let's see, we've got uh, vascular dementia with Lewy bodies, Parkinson's disease, frontotemporal, uh, Kritzfeld-Jakob disease, Wernicke, Korsakoff, a bunch of Russians in there, syndrome, mixed dementia, other causes. And then we've got seven treatable diseases that mimic Alzheimer's, uh, urinary tract infection, uh, medication side effects, hospitalization and anesthetic, uh, head trauma, normal pressure, uh, NPH, what's that, hydrocephalus, uh, depression, vitamin deficiency. Oh, wait, there's more. Uh, thyroid disease, diabetes, alcohol abuse, vision or hearing problems, uh, heart and lung conditions, liver or kidney disease, uh, tumors, cancer. Uh, which one do you think it is, Emilio? Do you think it's any one of those that uh, that we're talking about? You might have to start over again. He lost attention because as you were reading, his brain went to sleep. Mine was <laughs> laughing too hard to go to sleep, Greg. Mine was going, excuse me? <laughs> The numbers and the words and the crowd, I'm just like, and Emilio just, like, he was sort of like, wait a minute, there's eight types of dementia? I, we lost him, but there's eight types of dementia, because he knows the work we do. And his brain was like, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> then there's a treatable dementia? Wait, wait, no, it's treatable condition. Oh, wait, tell me what? It was a lot. Okay, so tell me more about that, Greg, because you got me super curious. I don't care about Amelia, man. <laughs> so hopefully we're going to play this as it is, because that's the way this one was meant to be. It was yeah. meant to sort of typify how so many people are introduced to the subject. You you get told oh. that somebody has dementia, but maybe it's not dementia, or maybe it's this, or maybe it's that. So you know, I, I, I'm looking for a safe place to land so that I can start and say, you know, what I want out of this conversation. I want some information. Say, mm -hmm. say it to draw, take crayons and draw it for me if you have to, because I don't understand. Yeah, wow. So when someone's brain is changing, one of our very first thoughts is, oh, is this a quick, rapid change? Is this a change that either has a lot of emotional down or a and it's taken a while and it has sort of a pattern to it or is this something that's been creeping along and and i might have missed and so it takes a while in other words are we talking about a delirium a depression or anxiety condition or are we talking about possibly a dementia or have elements of all three so what I heard was I was like, wow, that's a lot. Because what we know is dementia is a syndrome, okay? It's a collection of symptoms. So when you have dementia, there are certain things, however, so think of an umbrella. So it's an umbrella term, 
And there are things that belong under the umbrella of dementia. But to be a dementia, there are four things that have got to be true for it to be a dementia. Okay, that's the rules. You know, that's the rule. I didn't make them up, but those are the rules. So one of them is at least two parts of your brain have to be dying. So it's not that two parts of your brain are damaged. That might be a stroke. It's not that two parts of your brain are um, having uh, shifting on and off. That that could be something else. That could be another kind of mental health condition, for instance. Um, it has to be that your brain is actually dying. So chemically, it's deteriorating, and structurally, it's starting to do some deterioration. It has to be at least two different areas of function. The second rule is that it's progressive. I mean, when you have a dementia, it's going to progress. Dementias in and of themselves are progressive conditions. They're also called chronic, third thing, because they currently are not fixable. We can't make it go away. Once you start this process and you have this cascade of events in your brain um, and it's gotten to the place where you're starting to have destruction of, of functions and functional areas in the brain, at that point, we don't have a big turnaround. We can't take away your dementia. We might help manage some symptoms. That's the best we can hope for right now. We can't prevent the disease. We can't stop the disease. We can't reverse the disease. We can't cure it. So the thing that we know is because it's progressive and because it's, it's chronic and because it's resulting in brain death, your brain is gradually deteriorating and dying, that ultimately it will result in your death if nothing else does because your brain runs your body and functions um, all the way through everything you do. And so eventually if that can't happen, then so if it fits under the umbrella, those the other list of things that you talked about, all of those are different things. They're not the same thing. Um, but under this umbrella, we know that we have a whole lot more than eight conditions. So that's a little tricky. You know, it's like, Oh, I would wonder why they came up with this eight thing, because that's not accurate. I mean, that's just simply anymore not an accurate thing. And to think that 60 to 80 percent are all Alzheimer's, that's not accurate either. And to realize that there's a whole lot of what we call mixed picture, more than one type of dementia happening. Um, they may happen in sequence or they may happen at the same time. Um, so I'm going to pause there, Greg. So is that any better? What I'm saying is that any better? Well, it is, and and it sort of goes with what we what we have observed over the years, and that is that sometimes when the diagnosis is given, you've got a very good GP who keeps the information, you know down and sort of gives you a little bit of a package uh, uh, to go on or you have the other types that sort of go oh you've got dementia and nothing I can do for you you know we'll maybe get you to see a specialist uh, you know but there are some great people working in the field but not all of them and you know some I, I've dealt with people who have just been hit by that Mack truck of, of overload and, you know, particularly, I will say, Greg, often, um, currently, we are not so well prepared that we have a baseline on people. So we notice when people's brains are starting to change. And so often it takes a critical event for us to notice that something's going on. So what happens is somebody has a UTI. But when they have that UTI, they become delirious to the point of like, wow, what is going on with her? And so that's our first hint that this is not just normal aging or typical aging 
because just a UTI with typical aging would not result in me asking why it is the bugs are climbing on the wall unless I was septic. I mean, I would have to be super sick um, for that to happen. But in fact, if I'm living in addition to my momentary shift in cognitive ability or after a surgery or, you know, those kind of things, it's often after a fall, you might notice, wow. And yes, there's acute change, but there's also chronic change. And that's, and we miss it because somebody also lives with depression and anxiety. So it's tricky in that the beginnings of dementia are masked to many of us. And half the time it's me, the person living with who recognizes and half the time it's people around me that are recognizing it, finally, but not right away. Deepa, you, you have some people besides yourself who help out with this. If I need to talk to somebody, if I need to email somebody because I'm not comfortable talking, if I don't know how to Zoom, can I get in touch with you and get some basic sort of information to get me on the path to at least developing an understanding or a curiosity? Yeah. So what's really important is that let's say you're not a person who wants to talk to anybody right now. You're just curious. We have courses or we have a thing that says, what is dementia? And you can sort of figure out, you know, what is dementia? And we have this thing you can go through that allows you to learn as you go that you don't have to have anybody in your world right in that moment, because maybe you're not ready. But if you are curious and you do want to know, we have consoles. We also have somebody who works um, as a contact people who are starting to suspect they're living with something or they're curious about it. And so we do this initial connection to see what it is that we can do to help and how we can help. And then we have resources for people and we have connections to other organizations if that turns out to be something. Or we have people that are really curious and go, you know, I'm not sure that sounds exactly like dementia. How well did that get worked up? And that's where we might discover, oh, well, he gave her the, you know, the mini mental state exam. And it's like, huh. So tell me a little bit about your mom's background, you know, because that curiosity, you know, it's like we've got to get curious because the first indicators might be not what we think it is. And so people should be curious, not argumentative, but certainly curious and wondering because there's. There's a lot of folks out there who have capacity to tell you something that aren't necessarily the most knowledgeable about what you're experiencing because they're pressured by time or their own experience or their own training, which is not great when it comes to healthcare providers. Tipa, thank you very much. Thank you, Craig. This edition of Dementia Care Partners is brought to you by JoinImp.com, the smart call blocker for landlines. For more information on dementia care, visit tipasnow.com. If you're signed into your Spotify account, we'd love to get your feedback. How? Click into the episode details and look over the episode question and poll. Send us your comments and vote so we can answer your questions and better tailor this content to your needs. We look forward to hearing from you.